Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! That's my air horn, folks. Because it's time to start talking about independent business and things that are interesting to indie business owners. Here at Fizzle, we want to help everyone figure out how to earn a living doing something that they actually care about. And specifically, we're talking about creating your own business How do you grow your own audience online? There's more tools and resources available than ever before. But there's also more competition. There's more noise. There's more distraction. So you've got to be focused and you've got to find your way to do this. A way that turns you on and lights you up. If you're new to this show, if you've never heard it before, we've got a huge back catalog of stuff where we have, I don't know, what is this, episode 229 right now? 229. Incredible. So we talk about this stuff every single week. And you can head over to our website, fizzle.co. And in fact, you can go to fizzle.co slash guides. Because we've got a bunch of free guides there on things that are interesting and important and necessary for uh, doing indie entrepreneur stuff. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So I'm here with Corbett Barr. Corbett, say hi. Hey. And Steph, Steph Crowder. Steph, say hi. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Today, we've got an interesting topic. It's really, really, I don't know, it's super practical, and it's actually super interesting. It's a timely conversation for a lot of us because we're going to talk about what makes a good email list freebie. Corbett, what's an email like freebie? Well, I'm sure most people are aware of this. Maybe they haven't called it a freebie before, but whenever you're on a site and they offer something that you might want, like a video or a mini course or some sort of guide or something for free, Mm. but you have to give them your email address in order to receive it, that's what we're talking about. An email list freebie or giveaway or sometimes called an opt-in offer or incentive or something like that. All right, so we got these freebies in our email list. Now, something that we, this is something that we noticed. I mean, Corbett noted this a long time ago. He's been building websites and blogging uh, and building his audience for forever out there. And one of the things he learned early on was this: adding a freebie to give to your audience makes a huge difference, all right? It's just one of those things that any of us who start building an audience online, we learn is you have to have an incentive to make it effective. That almost rhymes. You have to have an incentive to make it effective. But when someone's visiting your website, what's going to make them want to sign up for your thing? Like what's going to make them go, well, maybe I trust this person enough to give them my email address. I mean, almost nothing like we see this all the time where people are like, let's just, why don't you join my newsletter? And it just isn't enough of an incentive. So the question that we need to ask with our freebies is what makes this compelling enough to get somebody who's just casually viewing my site to join my email list? All right. But you don't want it to be cheesy, right? You don't want it to be cheesy. You don't want it to sound sleazy. You don't want to, 
uh, I don't know. You, you, you've seen these before, right? The pop-up that pops up and it's like, I guess you don't want any more traffic to your website. <laughs> what, what's that sound, Steph? I mean, yeah, I feel like we've all been on those websites where they make you click a million times where it's like the yes option is like, yes, I'm ready to make six figures. And it's like, no, I'd rather be poor. And you have to click that to get out of it. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. it leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> I love that. Okay, but... The results speak for themselves because when we, for example, we didn't have a, a, an email, I call them opt-in incentives sometimes because that just makes a lot of sense. You're getting, you're asking someone to opt in to your email list and you're giving them an incentive to do so. And for a while on the Sparkline, after we did one of our big redesigns, or I think Corbett, when it was, we switched from Think Traffic and moved everything over to fizzle.co. That's for a while there, we didn't have a freebie. Um, and then we, then we added one and I have the image here that I'll add to the, to the blog post. You can get the blog post here because we're going to go through a bunch of examples at fizzleshow.co slash two, two, nine. And you can see our email list was just like flat. <laughs> and then it was like, boop, there's this little arrow and it's like, guess what happened right here? Oh, the growth. And yeah. that's the moment. Yeah, and that what were you saying? That was one of those like really costly mistakes because I remember when we did the redesign, we just thought, "Oh, we'll uh, we'll add this later. Let's just start with with just no incentive, see how things yeah. go, and then we'll add something later." And we did, yeah. but we waited a long time, and it was like we wasted a bunch of potential there. Yeah, when people. You know, I think for people listening to this who don't have any sort of opt-in incentive and they just have something that says like, you know, get the newsletter or whatever on their site. If they're listening to this and wondering like what the difference can be, go to the blog post that uh, Chase is putting up for this. What's the URL going to be, Chase? Fizzleshow.co slash 229. So go to that URL and look at what the difference was for us in growth but I can tell you, you can easily be looking at an order of magnitude or two difference in yeah. the number of people you'll get on your email list if you go from no incentive, just a simple little blurb, to something that's really compelling. You can get 10 times or even I've seen 100 times more email signups with an incentive versus without. Yeah, totally. All right, so you're going to see that image at fizzleshow.co slash 229. This is just one of those things that we all learn is we need one of these freebies. Well, obviously, th what we didn't start with and we should have is that you have to be growing your email list. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things we all learn. You have to be growing your email list. We all know this now because email is still the most effective direct tool to get your customers to take action even with all the social networks out there and all the platforms and all the instagrams and all the hashtags email is still the number one sort of prime mover for really generating revenue and engagement that matters for your business not saying that the social networks and all that stuff don't matter they do a ton especially 
as a funnel to get people to your email list, you know? And one of the ways you can do that is you can offer one of these freebies and and highlight that in your Instagram accounts, in your Facebooks and stuff like that. Okay, so let's switch gears here. We know we need to have a freebie, an opt-in incentive, but we want it to be a good one. We don't want to be cheesy. We don't want to be sleazy. We don't want it to be ineffective. We need it to be good. So, the first thing we need to have here is, Corbett, do you want to go on the, the, the first section here mm-hmm. that this freebie needs to be? Yeah. Yeah, you have to have some sort of a specific offer. It needs to be, here's what you're going to get. And I think a lot of people in the beginning, if they don't have an opt-in incentive at all, or maybe they create one, but it's just not specific. And more importantly, it's not compelling enough. What we're looking for here is something that is irresistible. Like you see this mm. in the sidebar or maybe it's in a pop-up or something and you just feel like you need this. It's There's no question. I want that thing and it's worth giving you my email address for. And mm. as we go through the examples here, you guys need to listen or try to understand what's irresistible about each of these that we're talking to or talking about. And we'll give you an example of why that is or why it was irresistible for us. We also Mm. sometimes use the word tempting. That can be a a good word as well to look for. So you're trying to create something that's specific and compelling that leads to it feeling either tempting or irresistible to the people that are visiting your website. Yeah. So this, this idea is like someone's casually browsing around, they land on something either from a search result or a social net, social media, like a tweet or Facebook thing. They land on your thing. They're reading your content. They're liking it because it's answering their question. They like your voice. They like how you're talking about things. They like the graphics that you use. Everything about it feels like, whoa, what's this? This seems like someone who's talking about something I care about. And it kind of looks like they do a lot of this. And then they see this, this invitation, right? It's this offer. Hey, get this right now when you sign up for my email list. And then I'll also send you whatever, an email every time I write a new post uh, because you're somebody who this that kind of stuff matters to. The question is, is, is that offer, is that invitation irresistible? I mean, and I think you could say, like Corbett said, is it tempting enough, right? Maybe that's more accurate. Is it tempting enough? Because who of us can make like a really irresistible thing? But I think that is the goal. We want to make something that's absolutely irresistible. We need to hit the vein, all right? And in order to do that, we don't need to try to be a genius. We need to switch gears. This is something we talk about all the time in the Fizzle Roadmap. It's critical that as an entrepreneur, as an indie entrepreneur, as a new entrepreneur or an, or an experienced entrepreneur, in fact, in, experienced entrepreneurs know this in and out, that you are not the genius. You're not the one who goes away and has like this brilliant idea. You're the researcher. You're, the, you're in a lab coat with your, with your clipboard and you're seeing what works. Does that make sense to you, Steph? I don't know. How, do, how would you say that? Well, I think what we're saying is you don't have to have all the answers. And I'm glad that we're talking about this because as we, before we get into the examples, what I want to stress to people as someone who just recently created my own opt-in for the first time for the Courage and Clarity podcast, I know all too well for those of you who are listening and are having that guilty feeling when you're like, oh man, I I need to do that. I need an email list. I know I need a freebie. Many people out there, I suspect are hesitating because they're afraid it won't be good enough, that they're afraid it Hmm. won't be 
not only yeah. irresistible and tempting, but yeah. also packaged well, really beautiful design, et cetera. It's very intimidating. So people out there who are feeling intimidated, you guys, I was right there with you literally like just a couple months ago. And I, what I want to say first on that is uh, we should definitely link in our show notes to, um, to the post that you wrote, Chase, the comprehensive guide to creating an ebook, I think is something along those Mm, lines where I used your tips to create my first one. I literally used Keynote, which is the PowerPoint version on Mac. And I've been getting compliments all the time on the design of mine. So you don't have to be a design genius. I do not have a design background at all. And you can Mm. make something really compelling. So the value is definitely more important and what we're talking about here with the like nailing the messaging, nailing that temptation is really the important part. So I hope yeah. people can breathe a sigh of relief that um, you don't have to be a designer in order to do this. Instead, it's really just about nailing the messaging. Mm, I love that. That's such a good point. It really is this messaging. It's this offer. It's it's really it's the headline. It's the title of the thing. If that doesn't cr- if that doesn't absolutely get somebody like a, like your target market, like who does it get? It gets your ideal customer. If that doesn't entice them and tempt them and is, that isn't irresistible to them, then that's the thing that's broken. That is what's broken. The design, the, the, what it is, all that other stuff can be fixed later on, but getting to what the title of that thing is, getting that message to really click and hit that vein. That's the hard thing. Now, Really quick, take a break for a second because we've got and just launched a seven-day Grow Your Email mini course, and it's free. It's not inside of Fizzle. It's for anybody who wants it. All you have to do to get this is you go to fizzle.co slash email, and that's going to walk you through not just this step. This is like a few steps in. There's a couple steps that are before this that are really important, and then several steps after this. These are for any of you who want to actually grow your email list. And like, I don't know, we're, one of the things I noticed with, with Fizzlers, like, I think it was a Fizzler who said, like, I just don't want another six months to go by mm-hmm. before, like, like with my email not growing at all. You know what I mean? Like it happens like where you, you can just, just have these months and months and months and months and months. And there's just no progress on your email. And you know, you know, no, no, that your email list is the centerpiece of your digital, like online business. It just is. So if you want to grow your email without any of the BS, without any, without being sleazy, it's all honest tactics that just work by the end of the seven day email series, you will be growing your email already, your email list. So fizzle.co slash email for that. First thing here though on the on the compelling offer, it needs to be irresistible. And the second thing, this is again, your freebie needs to be compelling, number one. And number two, it needs to have what I call undisputable substance. I love that. I love that word. Corbett, what does undisputable substance mean to Indis- you? Undisputable or indisputable? I think it's indisputable. I don't think undisputable is a okay, word. Just I know because I tried to spell it a few times. Right. You were just testing it. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Indisputable substance. The reason the reason that you your offer whatever it is that you give people, whether it's a mini course or a guide or a free coaching session or who knows what you're going to offer, that thing has to deliver because this is your first big impression that you're making on someone. And if you promise the moon and don't deliver on that, then you're leaving a bad taste in people's mouths and you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You're not going to get a chance to take that relationship further to deepen 
your connection with mm. those customers and potentially turn them into buyers eventually if you've turned them off because the offer that you made just really fell apart in the delivery. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the worst feeling when you feel you've been over-promised to and then mm, under-delivered. Yeah. It's like yeah. the worst when you get it, uh, yeah. you know, you sign up for something that seems exciting, you open it and there's just nothing there and it doesn't feel, that doesn't, that's not going to build rapport and trust with with your audience members if you do that. Yeah, and exactly. And that's what your business runs on. It runs on that trust. And that's, I mean, if, if you want to have a long-term business that we all know that you have to have trust, authenticity, connection, uh, that rapport that we're all, that Steph's talking about there. So this, this is kind of like for a lot of people, like for us, we have a bunch of guides on Fizzle. What I encourage you guys to check out in the beginning of this episode to go to fizzle.co slash guides. There's like a bunch of guides there. Each one of those was made one at a time over time, normally a few months between each one of them. And they're made as opt-in incentives, as freebies, because there's a blog post that we wrote or a course that we made or something where it made sense to go a little deeper and make something that you can have as a PDF that you can flip through in your own time, that you can keep with you all the time, that you can kind of like have a different learning experience with than scrolling through a blog post or listening to a podcast. And those are how we grow our email list, among other ways. Um, and what I have tried to do with those is make sure that A, the, the offer is compelling, the invitation is, is uh, irresistible, right? And then that they feel like they have undisputable or indisputable substance. I love that, Corbett. You got my brain like freaking out on which one is it actually? I think it's indisputable. But that substance, this is your... This is your first impression that you're making with your audience. So you really want it to click. You really want it to feel good. You want it to feel dense and nice. I don't know if you've ever gotten an Apple product, but the first thing I remember about my first iPhone was when you pull it out of the, when you're opening up the box, there's a, like a, a box that sits on top of this box that's on the bottom. And as you're pulling it apart, you just hold the top and it's, it's like so closely, it's, I don't know, the, the, the margin of error is so small that the bottom part just slowly, like gracefully slides out. And then all of their product, their pieces inside are just packaged so nicely. That is, that's what, that's the feeling of like a first impression. And it's like, whoa. These guys take their stuff seriously. And that's what we want to do with our freebie. So really, that's what makes a good freebie. Two things an irresistible offer and an indisputable substance to that thing when they get it. You're not over-promising and under-delivering. Uh, I, I th anything else to add on that before we, we get into the, the several no, types wanna, of freebies that someone can use? And, and show people yeah. what we're talking about. Okay, good. All right, before we do that, here's a FreshBooks ad read from FreshBooks. <laughs> Listen, FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses. We at Fizzle, we want to get you paid. That's what all our training is about, is getting you paid to do something you care about. And FreshBooks is going to help you with that too. Here's the thing. Among other things, FreshBooks is going to help with your invoicing. This is really kind of the core of the product. It's very easy to create professional-looking invoices in FreshBooks, and FreshBooks can also send late payment reminders to your clients automatically. And there's this other thing they could do where they have this deposits feature, which sort of streamlines how you invoice for money up front when you're kicking off a project. Now, here's a quote from one of the guys that I really love online, Roman Mars from 99% Invisible. Corbett, Steph, do you guys listen to that ever? No, sir. I have not. 
Get with the internet, you guys. Get with it. And Roman Mars, uh, 99% Invisible is an awesome podcast. And he says this, it's beautifully and really well designed. The invoicing, accepting online payments, and keeping track of expenses couldn't be simpler. Okay, so FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all our listeners, totally free right now. And you don't need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month of FreshBooks, all you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle and enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for supporting independent business and the Fizzle Show. Okay, so before we jump into these examples, we've got a bunch of examples we want to talk through with you. Here's the deal. There's a bunch of different kinds of freebies that you can create, all right? I'm going to list off a bunch of them right now. This is the list that I've got. Maybe there'll be more that that come in with when, when we're each talking about our examples, but I, these are the few that I've noticed, Okay. You can, have a, you can have a guide, like our fizzle.co slash guides. You can have a guide to some topic or some question or problem, some, something like that, a guide. You can have a challenge. We do this with our 30-day Just Ship It Challenge, which is a 30-day email kind of mini course that gets you taking action every single day so that in 30 days, you've created and launched your first product. It's really, really powerful. That's also free. Then there's a newsletter. Corbett, you have done a newsletter. Tell me what you think of when you think of a newsletter. Yeah, so uh, an example of a really popular newsletter. We've actually done an entire episode on newsletters before, if, if yeah. you recall. Uh, maybe we could find the, the uh, number of that episode. But a newsletter is something that's it. delivered yeah. on a regular basis. A lot of them are either weekly or sometimes daily. And they're full of information, right? They're full of things that someone would want to know for some reason. Like, uh, for example, I get a newsletter, I think it's every day from Product Hunt. You guys might be familiar with Product Hunt. It's a place where startups announce new things that they've created or launched. And uh, I get that every day and I open it and, and check it out and see what's new in there. And that's basically just a newsletter. It's full of information. I did one myself uh, last year called Lifestyle Business Weekly. I sent it out every week. And a newsletter can be effective if you have something that people want to know on a regular basis. Mm, yeah, love it. Okay, and that was episode 188, by the way. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, then there's a mini course, which is like like you would take a course. You can have a free mini course. This is like our seven-day mini course, but our mini course is also kind of a challenge because every day is, is an action-oriented thing. So the difference between a guide uh, and a mini course and a challenge can sometimes be a little you know, whatever. But that's when I switched to thinking about like the mediums. So if you think about what is the medium that your, your freebie comes in, like it's very common to have just a PDF. Okay. It's also common to have like a video series. It's also common to have a, um, something emailed to you. Like, so once a day, sometimes you can combine those. Uh, one of, I remember there was Jess Lively has this like intuition five day mini course and every day for five days you get this like one minute you get a video sent to you it's just like you get a link click the video click the link you'll watch the video and and that's like the freebie and, and it's pretty it's pretty enticing because it's video uh and stuff like that so there's just like the idea of an email series as a medium and then finally there's a quiz now these i've seen popping up a little bit more these days, and do you remember those like which Game of Thrones character are you quizzes from like BuzzFeed and stuff like that? I don't know if they were asking for email addresses. 
specifically, but there'll be some examples of those as we get into our examples, which we'll probably start doing right now. Any other examples or, or, or types or mediums of freebies that you guys can think of right now that I'm missing? I've got one. One of the ones that, Go ahead. yeah, one, one of the ones I was going to mention is an audio training, which is interesting, mm. I think. So just oh, yeah. literally just an audio recording, but positioned as a audio training or a podcast that you get to download exclusively as an email subscriber. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. I've got an example of a discount offer in mine as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's get started going through some examples. Again, just to kind of summarize what we've talked about here, you have to have a freebie. You just have to. It's just one of those things that, that, that creates so much more results than you did before. And you don't have to be cheesy with it. You don't have to be sleazy with it. It can be honest. It can be good. It can be enticing to your audience and build trust. The two things your freebie needs to have is it needs to be irresistible. The offer itself needs to be irresistible. And it needs to be substantial. All right. They, when they get this thing, it needs to feel like, wow, they really, they really delivered on their promise. All right. So there's, like we said, there's a bunch of different types and we're going to go through some examples of these right now. And Corbett, what do you say we start with uh, one right, of yours? Sounds good. The first one that I have is from our friends over at Simple Green Smoothies. I think we've talked about them before. Mm. Uh, this was founded a while back by uh, Jen Hansard and her friend Jada. And uh, they basically just talk all about how to make simple green smoothies. But uh, something that we've known about them for a very long time is that they have been incredibly effective at growing their email list. They've always run some kind of challenge. And I was trying to remember what the challenge was before. I think it was a little bit longer, but they still have the challenge format on their website. Now, it is what they call a free seven-day experience. This is seven ingredients, seven green smoothies, seven minutes a day for seven days. And listen to the call Mm. to action for this thing. They say, ready for the healthy habit that'll boost your energy levels naturally and really make a difference in your life? Something simple, something quick, something that will stick. And maybe, just maybe, something that actually tastes good. Then you're definitely at the right place. Pinky promise. So the first thing I noticed here is is the sort of playfulness Mm -hmm. of the copywriting. You know, then you're deaf at the right place. Hashtag pinky promise. You know what I mean? So uh, I love how simple this one is, and I love that the promise is built into the structure. You know what you're going to get here. You're going to get a seven-day challenge that is based on seven ingredients, seven green smoothies, and seven minutes a day. So the call to action is incredibly clear, and it feels like if you're interested in green smoothies at all, starting out, like jump-starting your practice of using simple green smoothies every day of, of eating them as part of your, your meal plan or whatever would be jump started by taking this seven day challenge. It just makes it sound mm. so, uh, you know, affordable, simple and quick. And, uh, they, I know have been incredibly effective with these kinds of challenges before. And if you go to their site, we'll have all the links to these at fizzleshow.co slash two, two, nine. Uh, but if you go to Simple Green Smoothies, you'll see that this is advertised in a couple of places, and specifically, it's advertised in the main navigation bar. I think it says free experience, and if you click on that, you'll see that there's a really mm. great landing page. They dedicate an entire fairly lengthy page to this seven-day experience. Now, what's crazy to me about this, this makes a lot of sense, um, because someone who's interested in green smoothie, they know uh, they know 
Like they're, they're interested, like listen to this first sentence, ready for the healthy habit that'll boost your energy levels naturally and really make a difference in your life. I mean, it's almost like I, I like that really make a difference in your life is like a little bit poorly written in some ways, but it just like hits that point. It hits that like so naturally. Like I want more, I want more energy. I want to boost my energy levels naturally. And I want to make, I want it to make a difference in my life. That's why I'm interested in green smoothies. Do you you know what I mean? I want it to make a difference in my life. Right. So they're really, I feel like the copywriting is really nailing this and I'm, it's making me interested to see the whole page. I I won't pull it up now because it'll affect my internet connection too much, but that'll be an interesting one. And on the page, we'll uh, like fizzleshow.co slash two, two, nine. Not only will we be linking to these, but we'll have images of each one of them as well because they're nice to see. This is a great example, Corbett. Yeah, I love it. So the challenge is something that, um, that, you know, if there's something that people are, are like, so for instance, I'm just thinking of our, our own situation. People are coming to fizzle because they're landing on an article or they're seeing something, you know, from social media or search that is answering some question about business. It might be their business name or the, or a business idea, or it might be, uh, how to grow your email list type of thing, something like that. Right. That's what all of our content is about a bunch of different questions answered. And you can imagine there prominently being like a few challenges there based on where our audience really is. You know, some people are thinking about their business idea. Some some people are thinking about their email list. Some people are thinking about how do I keep going and keep motivation going? And you can imagine there being like a seven day, seven day challenge for each one of those where it's going to be motivating, it's going to be educating, and it's going to make a difference in your life on one of these levels. So you're either going to have a great business idea that's been vetted by the end of this thing or something like that. And for us, business-wise, the incentive there is, and we're, we're encouraging them to join up for Fizzle or we're letting them know about Fizzle. These are people that probably wouldn't have known about Fizzle any other way. So this idea of a challenge seems really, really, really powerful to me. Okay, let's go over with Steph. You got one, Steph? I got one. Okay, so my first example here is from Kaylin Asher, who is a clarity coach. And hers is the three-day work week guide. And so the reason I'm picking this one as the first one to start with and just one that I thought was worth talking about is if you think about irresistible temptation and really clear what you're getting, this is one of my favorite examples that I Mm. have found. Because Kaylin's whole brand, she is a mom of, I think, two little kids. And her brand is really, uh, she talks a lot about motherhood and blending work with motherhood. And for our parents out there, really probably for anybody, but definitely for parents, this angle of, hold on a second, how can I have a six-figure business? Because her her, subtitle on this is how to work just three days a week, have a six-figure year. Moms out there are wondering how in the world could I work three days or 20 hours and have my business and get to have Mondays and Fridays with my kids. Mm. So I just think this is just absolutely nailing it in terms of that. So you guys were talking earlier about irresistible temptation. The word that came up for me when I was researching is curious. Sometimes Mm. it's like my curiosity gets me and I'm like, okay, I got to know, like, even if I'm skeptical, just like I was when I found this one, I was sort of like, how does she do Mm. it? That right there is another really interesting feeling or emotion to tap into is like, all right, I'll bite. Let me, let me just see what, what it is that you have. And so she, and in her, uh, she outlines what's in the guidebook. She says my schedule an hour by hour breakdown of my successful three day work week schedule, my task list, your ideal schedule template and bonus tips. So I think it's just so specific. She's 
promising to show you exactly how she lays out her week and how she has achieved this goal that she mentions of having a six-figure business with working just three days. And she's offering a template so you can recreate this experience and make it your own. So I just think in terms of being really clear, and I mean, there's just no mistaking what this is going to be. I see a lot of opt-ins and I've made this mistake myself of coming up with something that's just too vague where people are sort of like, what am I going to get from this? Like, what can I expect? I love Kaylin's example because it just could not be any more clear for people who want to know how they can have a three-day work week. This just absolutely nails it, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one of the things I'm noticing in this one is, is so she has these four, this, this list of four things in, inside this free guidebook you'll find, and you listed them off, my schedule, my task list, your ideal schedule template, and the bonus tips. But each one of those has like a bolded sort of title to it, my schedule, and then an, a sort of like a descriptive sentence, an hour by hour breakdown of my successful three-day work week schedule right? My task list, a detailed description of each of the tasks on my schedule. So you know precisely what I'm doing during that block of time. I don't know. She's just offering like enough specificity and enough and then leaving enough off the table. So I'm like, okay, I'll bite. Like you said, I'll check it out. And then at the end, right before the button, she says, you know, this, the value of this guidebook is $97, but today it's my free gift to you. <laughs> I love that. I mean, she's got something that she knows is valuable and she's not afraid to use it. You know, mm-hmm. I love exactly. that. Uh, Corbett, any, any observations on this one? I just Googled Kaylin. I hadn't heard of her before. And in the, uh, you know, the little snippet that shows up in the Google search results. Yeah. It says in caps, how to work just three days a week plus have a six figure year inside this free guidebook you'll find dot dot dot. Wow. So, she's <laughs> serious about that. Exactly. That's good, man. Yeah. And, and this is one of the things that gets, I think that's one of the things we actually didn't mention yet is when you have a good opt in incentive, when you have a good freebie, you can, you can put it everywhere. You're, you need to put it everywhere. You need it to be like, you don't want anybody to come to your site and not know about that. And you do that in a way right. that you feel comfortable, that's a, a, like according to your brand, that doesn't feel sleazy. It doesn't feel like internet marketing douchebaggery. Like, I guess I'm going to be poor forever. Click the box to go away. You know, do you know what I mean? Right. This, um, is, yeah. but, what? Th- this isn't just a great example of a freebie, but Kaylin, uh, apparently, as I'm looking through the results here, has really structured her entire business and more importantly, her unique selling proposition around mm. this idea of a three-day work week. Uh, the results, yep. uh, like down below, I'm finding articles on other websites that say how Kaylin Asher manages to work only three days a week. Uh, another one says how Kaylin Asher works three days a week to build a six-figure business. So she's just really crafted this idea of a three-day work week as her differentiator in an area mm. where there are a ton of business coaches out there but she's really nailed this yep. and mm. she's just using it everywhere. And it's really, really clear that this is what she specializes in. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is her exactly. irresistible sort of offer. And, and I think you're, you're adding to that, this idea of like, then how we present what that offer is needs to be very clear. And you can look at her at what's her name, Steph? 
Her name is Kaylin Asher. She spells her first name C-A-I-L-E-N. Yeah, and she's got a, that's a great example of a very, very clear offer. Okay, cool. I love this. These are great examples. We look, looks like we're making good time, so we might have enough time to go through all of these. All of them will be in the blog post, but we'll see how many of them we can get through in the podcast. So here's one that I like from Jess Lively. It's called the With Intention Quick Start Guide. I'm not crazy about the title, but I kind of, I get it. It's the With Intention Quick Start Guide. Here's her copy for it. She says, in this free download, I share my top five posts, books, videos, blogs, and habits to help you add more intention to your life today. Okay, first and foremost, I just got to say, this is so simple, right? Any one of us can can put our our top five list of books and videos and blog posts and uh, and podcast episodes together, even if they're not our books and our podcast episodes and stuff like that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just this really quick. Now, Jess, I think can get away with this because a lot of people listen to her show and they're listening to it to hear how is Jess living her life. So this is a little bit less of a good example about how do you get to that place and more of a good example of what, what you can do when you, when you are in that place. But I do love how clear this reason why is. Her reason why, as she says in the copy here, is to help you add more intention to your life today. Okay, and I also like that it offers multiple medias. It just sounds like a smorgasbord. Do you know what I mean? Books, videos, blogs, habits. It seems like a grab bag of goodies that I'll be able to kind of, when I get it, I'll choose from, you know, which of these I, I prefer. Just let my own preference sort of run the show. And I don't know how much of a big deal this is, but it feels like it might be because when we're online, we're serving a bunch of different people with a bunch of different preferences, right? So each person coming to your site has a different preference. So making them feel kind of empowered or like you've thought of them by having their preferred media, their preferred sort of kind of thing in the grab bag can feel really, I don't know, can feel nice to a person. They can feel like, oh, I'm interested in that. And that, and we need all of their interest that we can muster to get as, as tempting as we possibly can. And I also like that when I click the button, this is one thing you'll notice on her site. When, when you click the button, it doesn't take you to a new page. It just pops up a modal box. This is one thing that we know from conversion. You'll get like, just a, it'll just improve your, depending on your site and your audience, it'll, it improves things a little bit. When you click the button and then it just opens up a box, like a pop-up and just says, great, your guide's almost on the way, enter your email and, and we'll send it over. That just gets, they've clicked a button, they've got, so they've made one step by clicking the button then this thing pops up and it's like we're one step closer and it i don't know if it shows me the little progress bar which to me feels a little hokey but it obviously works a ton um so i don't know one of the things that i find is the hardest thing in the world corbett i don't know maybe you can speak to this if this is if this makes you think of something but it's hard for me as a professional a professional online business person who my whole business is online business stuff. It's what are people doing in online business? And I happen to be more of an artistic designy kid. So I don't like to feel cheesy at all. And I, and if people and th- if places feel cheesy to me, it just, if they feel too sleazy, too markety, if they put up a big pop-up box and they say like, no, I'd want to be poor forever. Or you can get my 10 quick guide to get absolute maximum profit. You know, I'm like, you've already sent me away because you're somebody I can't trust because you don't speak to me and you don't speak my language. However, the reason why that person has that on their site is because it's insanely effective. But I am always asking the question, insanely effective for who? 
you know, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll probably say it's insanely effective for people who are willing to pay me money. I can show you my business. I can show you my spreadsheets to prove it. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. But something for me, there's like this personal value where I want not just to want it to be, I don't just want it to be effective and make money. I also want it to be uh, effective in a sort of authentic integrity sort of way. Does that make sense, Corbett? Yeah. I think we all have that uh, bullshit meter, right? Yeah. And yeah. some of ours is more finely tuned than others. So, yeah. you know, a lot of um, being successful in business isn't about necessarily the results that you're getting, but also about how it feels. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, you can make all the money that you want, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be totally fulfilled. And if you build, if you build your income and, and situation on a house of cards from an emotional standpoint, then, uh, you know, you're going to end up probably back at square one eventually. So do what feels right mm. and treat people like you want to be treated. And uh, if that means that pop-ups or whatever don't suit you, then don't use them, despite what people say about results. And also remember that the people who are screaming about the results that they're getting probably have an incentive to tell you that they're getting great results. And mm. they may not even have a handle on what kind of results they're ultimately getting because it's very difficult to track results from an initial visitor all the way through lifetime value of a customer. There's a lot of steps in there and it's very difficult to track that all the way through. So you might feel like you're getting results on the front end, uh, but that might not translate to getting great results throughout the lifetime of a customer. Yeah. I like that. Steph, were you going to say something? I was. I was just going to add, I just think it's such an important point. And again, that is really why if we jump back to Kaylin Asher for a second, I think that again, that's a great example where, especially if you're somebody who's treading on a topic that could kind of go in the douchebag direction, like the mm-hmm. three-day work week thing, very easily could have been like how to work less and earn more, you know, click here. But I love how she approaches it because if you read more of the copy on her site, she puts it out there and just says, listen, I'm a mom who wants to spend time with my kids Monday and Friday. Fridays. Like, I just want that. It's something about it. I think when you make it personal and kind of like have the courage to put in your own, like your own story into it or the why behind it, it goes from being like, like sleazy tactics to like cheating the system to just being like, no, I want to make more time in my life for this thing that I really value. So something, Mm. I, I think that it can just be as simple as being a real person in this stuff and like not being afraid to show your why, because a lot of people out there can identify with that. Mm, I love that. Okay, Steph uh, or Corbett, which one do you use next? Pick. Uh, let's go through two more. You can pick anything from the entire list. Uh, let's do two more before we close this sucker okay, out. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to take a totally different direction on this and uh, talk about one that isn't from the world of blogging because I think that there's a lot that all of us can learn by studying people that are outside of whatever industry it is that we're in. And for us, since mm. we're, you know, in the content creation game generally, and usually focused on, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and that sort of thing, I think by looking at major retailers, we can learn a lot about how they use email. So this is something that I know is very effective because both my wife and I have, uh, have taken them up on this offer. This is from West Elm, who's a uh, furniture retailer. I think they're throughout the country. They're a pretty big chain. And if you've ever looked for some sort of item for your house, some kind of piece of furniture, you know that you'll find yourself on a website and then you find yourself looking around for deals, right? Trying to find out 
when is this thing going to be on sale or is there some sort of coupon I could use or something? Well, West Elm preempts your search for a coupon by popping something up when you arrive at their site that says simply, very simply, enter your email and enjoy 15% off your entire order. And then the subtext says, hooray, said your home. And the, the little box to enter your email address is right there. The button says, get my 15%. And then down below that, they have mm. a, a way to close the, the box that says, no thanks, I'm not into savings. And uh, mm. as I said, I know this is effective because I've entered my email in that box before. My wife has as well. Because if you're about to buy something from this retailer, why wouldn't you want 15% off? This can be incredibly effective. Yeah. And I'm not generally, as we were just talking a fan of pop-ups, but it's hard to deny how effective this one is because you're talking to, you are appealing to someone who is about to become a customer and uh, giving them a way to expedite that process. Yeah, I like that. Okay, um, let's go for another one. Steph, what you got? Okay, I am going to talk about a quiz with my friends over at Clarity on Fire, uh, Kristen and Rachel of Clarity on Fire. They do career coaching and uh, they have this quiz. They have this quiz called the Passion Profile Quiz. And um, I had these two ladies on the Courage and Clarity podcast. They're really, really good at what they do. What I love about the Passion Profile Quiz is not I don't want to focus too much on the fact that it's a quiz because I feel like the technology might hold some people back because to be honest, I wouldn't really know how to go and make a quiz for my own website right now. I know it's possible, but I don't know exactly what they use to make it happen. But what I really love about this, I mean, of course, yes, the quiz is helpful because there's like that sort of viral element to it where we all, like you were talking about before, Chase, with the BuzzFeed, like I saw one earlier this week that was like, how your Wendy's order will tell you how old you are, <laughs> like your real age. I mean, they're so ridiculous. You find yourself taking these tests. But so this like they're taking advantage of the virality of these quizzes. But for these two, I happen to know that for them, their um, value proposition here is figuring out your passion starts with the passion profile quiz. The number one question that they've gotten from their clients and from their readers over time is, how do I figure out what my passion is? And I know that because they shared it with me on my podcast. And I love that they used that like central question, the number one question they get over and over and over again. And they used that to turn it into a freebie. So I just think that's so cool. Like what a Way to let your audience guide what it is that they actually need so that it, it truly is a no-brainer. Mm. Of course, I'm going to take this quiz. I'm trying to figure out what my passion is. And in this quiz, you take it and it spits out one of four different kind of archetypes or, you know, just like styles of working. So you can figure out what kind of environment should I work in and what am I meant to be doing with my life? So if you are somebody who's landed on Clarity on Fire and you're trying to figure out what your passion is, of course, you're going to take the quiz. And I know it's been really successful for them. It actually led to them doing a passion profile course. So something like this that really takes advantage of that key need, I think is is really important. Mm, I love that. So did you take this test, Steph? Did you get to go through this one? What was your it. feel of, of it? It's great. I am a fire starter. 
no surprise, which basically means that I thrive on being independent and being creative and probably work best in an entrepreneurial environment. There's no surprise there. Um, but there, I've, I've also read through the other ones and there's others that are sort of like tribe member where you work really well, um, kind of like in a more team environment or there's two others that I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was just helpful, kind of like at Fizzle, we talk about business archetypes or business models. So understanding there are teachers, there are coaches, there are physical product makers, there are mediapreneurs, and just understanding that there are different ways that you can work and we're all wired a little bit differently. I do think is a great a great way if you're trying to figure out what your what your passion is, you're at the beginning of that journey, having a sense of what kind of work you should be doing, I think is a great first step. So I think mm. it's very effective for their audience. Mm, that's awesome. Corbett, have you done any seen any quiz stuff? Uh, yeah, recently. Yeah. One of my examples in here was a quiz actually, or is a quiz, uh, from Ramit Sethi. And mm. what I love about this quiz is, is that it's obviously for the reasons that Steph was just saying effective because it piques people's curiosity. His quiz is the only thing that I could find on his homepage essentially right now. And it says simply, do you know your earning potential? And the the hmm. subtitle is take my earning potential quiz and get a custom report based on your unique strengths and discover how to start making extra money in as little as an hour. And then you click start the quiz hmm. and you get right into the quiz there. And what I love about this is not only, you know, how effective it probably is at piquing people's curiosity to start the quiz, but... Ramit is really serving double duty here. You can tell that the quiz questions are structured around his ability to learn enough about each customer or each person taking this quiz that it can be mm. used later for really effective segmentation and targeting. Because he's asking you things yeah. about, you know, sort of like Steph was talking about, you know, uh, the nature of your personality, what your goals are. And you can just imagine in the background that he's tagging people based on those responses. So that then he can customize specific offers and emails and things that he's going to send to each person. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Okay, so in closing here, I want to do one more. And it's an example of a bad one. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Yeah, do it. Okay, so this is an example of a bad one. I'm going to call out a couple friends of mine who uh, make a bag called Minal, M-I-N-A-A-L, a couple of my favorite travel bags ever. Now, they actually have some pretty killer content on their website, like blog posts, stories from the road kind of thing, because their bags are focused on travelers and specifically kind of digital nomad folks. So uh, they have this great blog post that I was reading, and then down at the bottom as you scroll... There's this, I call it their, their weak arse invitation, which says, let's be inbox friends. Drop us your email to hear stories from the road and get exclusive subscriber only deals. Sweet. Now there is a, a thing there where it's like exclusive subscriber only deals, but <laughs> the, in the big, the big call to action here is let's be email friends. That's the only thing you'll probably end up reading when you see it. Cause the other text is fairly small and I feel like it's kind of weak Unless it was like a pop-up that's like Corbett shared 15% off the, your, your first order. It's like, that's a big deal, especially when you're dealing with, you know, $300 backpacks. But I love these products and, and they make great content. And then this email call to action is just so weak that I had to call them out. So here's what I want to talk. Here's what I want to share, like a couple ideas that I came up with. All right. Here's what I would do. 
One thing is this, people are buying these bags, these Manal bags, specifically for travel, uh, you know, particularly minimum travel or minimal travel rather. I don't want to hear stories from the road. I want to live stories on the road is sort of, is sort of my point of view. Now that doesn't mean don't share content because actually they're, they're great. They're great content, but ultimately I want to be the one living those stories. So I think of a couple things that we can make here. First thing is I think of like, like the top 30 destination for solo travelers or something like that. Like a guide, our guide to the top 30 destinations for solo travelers in 2017 right? Keeping it updated every year. It's like, that's very interesting for people who are interested in these kinds of bags. And I see their audience as kind of potentially being more in, in oriented towards solo travel because they might be younger, millennial, digital nomad types. It's a gamble, but who knows? It might might work a lot. It's worth a try. Certainly, I think it would work better than let's be inbox friends um, because it makes something very focused on a particular particular group that this might be like really interesting to them. Now, that's the first idea. The second idea is I think of packing lists or a piece of education about something like, I don't know, how 15 professional travelers pack their bag plus a free packing checklist, right? This is a no-brainer because packing actually, if you travel a lot, packing is, until you've traveled a lot, a lot, Packing's always like this, what am I going to need? Like, do I need this? And especially when you're getting in like the, the, I'm very passionate about traveling with one backpack that can fit everything in and it fits under the seat in front of me, Rick Steves style. Shout out to my boy, Rick Steves. Rick, <laughs> thanks for all the work you do, bro. Okay, um, but it's like, that's something that the, the packing thing can get very, because it matters, man. If you get there and you don't have what you need and you didn't think about it, it can kind of suck, right? Uh, so spend some money on a great writer to put together this like this great like how 15 professional travelers pack their bags plus a free packing checklist. Get a decent designer to make it work. And you've got something that might work really, really well. Again, the whole point of this is to get folks who are interested in your bags to be interested in this thing, to get tempted, to get, uh, yeah, tempted to, to get this thing so you can get in touch with them when you have a sale or release a new product or offer them a discount, right? Keeping the end in mind here for all of us, that's for Manal. Their, their goal is to be able to get in touch with customers when they've released a new bag or when they have a sale or when they have an announcement, right? They don't email and they're not emailing very much, but if you release a new bag or if you're kickstarting a new bag and you can email out 80,000 people, like that makes all the difference in the world for someone who's doing a Kickstarter or creating a new product like that. So all that to say, these, this is a great example of how to get a little, a little stronger with our, with, with their email call to action. Anything to add on that Corbett or Steph? Well, I, I love that you call them out and I, it's, it's not as if, we love the guys at Manal and, and it's not as if theirs is especially bad. It's just average yeah. bad, which is what most yeah. websites have. That's true. If, yeah. if you have somewhere on your website, let's be inbox friends or any variation of that, there is probably some simple work you can do to make that call to action much more specific and to increase the effectiveness of that. You guys know, as we said at the beginning of this, how important email is to your business and that a an effective incentive offer can drive a lot more subscribers to your list than an ineffective and a weak one like this. 
So just do some simple work. You could spend two days on it and probably dramatically change the trajectory of the growth of your email list. Oh, I love that. Okay, guys, so that's it for the show today. You know that a good freebie has two elements. One, it is an irresistible offer. Two, it has indisputable substance. And I would add a third there. You make it very, very clear and prominent across your site. Today, we looked at a bunch of examples of those. We saw a bunch of different types from quizzes to guides to different stuff like that. And you can find all those and more than we've talked about here listed out for you at fizzleshow.co slash 229. That's fizzleshow.co slash 229. Here's an iTunes review. You guys will like this. From hum 0987654321 in Spain who says, Como emprender un negocio dedicadonde a lo que te gusta. And there's more, but I'm, I won't make it. Well, it's a little bit of this. He estado escuchando este podcast un tiempo y me ha parecido muy interesante no solo porque detalla las maneras de empezar un startup como I'm almost getting some of this Corbett are you getting some of this Please I'm almost stop. getting it our, our thanks to hum hum numbers for, for leaving us an iTunes review in Spain. Dear listener, if you liked this episode, this was a ton of education, a ton of education for you in this episode. If you haven't yet, leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. I would love to read yours out live on the air. Well, Steph Crowder, Corbett Barr, it's time to say goodbye again. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Until then, I hope you find care. I hope you take care. I hope you serve hard. And come on, y'all. Let's dig in. See you next week, guys.